Is this where you recorded those sounds you played us, Evan? Evan? What? Those sounds. Is this where you were? <sighs> Look, I know you're going through a breakup, and usually I'd want to hear all about it and comfort you and make you a cup of tea, <laughs> but right now a woman's missing and her life may be in danger. Your nocturnal animal sounds are our only clue. Can you focus and help me? Yeah. I'll pull it together. I think I was... Yeah, it must have been up there, by that clump of mesquite trees. I stopped my truck over there on that pull-off. I was distressed. I turned the old girl off and just sat in the dark and cried. I don't know how long I sat until I heard the badger. I mean, the girl, screaming. I don't go anywhere without my recording equipment. And so, I... Right here? Is this where you think she was? Well, I'll stand here where my truck was. Let's see, my hands were on the wheel like this, and I was kind of just weeping at that point. Boo, hoo, hoo. Yeah, it was like that. Uh, Evan! Will you make some grunting and struggling noises? Maybe stifle a scream? Mmm, like this? like that, only more urgent. I don't care what it was like. I heard the recording. I just want to know where it was. Oh, yeah. It was right around there. Listeners, I'm sorry about the irregularity of our program tonight. Um, at, at first, this missing Becky thing was kind of fun. It was a mystery. I don't think I actually believed she was in trouble in the beginning. And now, I think she is. I think it's serious. And... The police in this town are so incompetent that last month they accidentally locked themselves in a jail cell for three whole days before someone realized they were missing and came to their rescue. Jason believes it's aliens, and before you call in, I've been educated about how that belief is problematic. Especially after Evan's sounds, it seems to be decidedly terrestrial. Do you see anything? Not yet. I'm looking. Okay, uh, while I'm at it, I've always been good at multitasking listeners. I forwarded the number in the studio to my cell phone. I'm hoping someone somewhere has some word about Becky before it's too late. Now, I think if I just push this. Uh, hello, may I ask who's calling? This is Lena Fabian. Isn't this OnStar? Could this be a footprint? It's hard to tell. It's so rocky. Evan? Hello? Are, are you talking to me? Evan, can you help me look? I'm sorry, Ost. I just can't stop thinking about Veronica. I'm gonna need a minute. I've had a car accident. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry, caller. I'm listening. Are you hurt? I think I broke my arm. Maybe a rib. Uh, I'm upside down, very high up, next to, like, a ravine thing. Ugh, this is worse than any of my other crashes. Like, on the way home from the club or the beach house. A real doozy, my lawyer would say. I I'm sorry. I don't think you answered me. This is OnStar, yes? 
Unfortunately, no. And I should really keep the line open. I'm waiting for a call with some information about my friend. No! You don't hang up on Lena Fabian. You're right. I've shirked too many of my hostly duties as of late. I'm supposed to help. Caller, I am the host. What can I do for you? Call an ambulance or something? My arm is broken. Hello? Right, right. I don't have cell service. Just the OnStar button in my car. This is so typical. I bought the subscription thinking it would guarantee service, and what do you know? Nothing. This is why I refuse to cut cable. That seems like an apt comparison. Okay, enough with the snark. The ambulance, please. So sorry. Where are you? Westbound, on Route 120, somewhere around Yosemite. There's this big freaky cactus right at the bend in the road. It's demonic, but also kind of beautiful. You can't miss it. Got it. Hold tight, caller. Oh, uh, I think I found something. Evan, I found a satchel in these bushes. Wowza, host. You're pretty good at this. Let's see. Uh, Lipstick, weird-looking key. Oh, a photograph. Let me see. It's old, but I'm pretty sure that's Grant and Sheila, Becky's parents. They've got a little girl with them. That could be Becky as a child. It's Becky's bag, Evan. It has to be. Whoopee! What does that mean? It means it was her we heard on your recording. Oh, right. Or, I mean, oh no? We need to take this to the police. To Don and Georgia? Yeah. What about Devin? We'll go get him later. Just get in the truck. Oh, and uh, call this number and tell them there's been an accident on Route 120 near the Freaky Cactus. They'll know the one. Sure thing, host. What are you going to do? I'm going to take another call. (laughs) Becky? Uh, no. Who's Becky? Becky is... uh, Okay, not you. Um, but I am taking callers, so who do I have the pleasure of speaking with tonight? Let's make this quick. Well, actually, I'd rather not tell you my name. I understand. Our human labels, gifted to us by the physical parents who may or may not even understand the depths of our spiritual strength, can often feel misleading or Uh, No, 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 it's not that. I like my name. It's just I, um... I'm I'm kind of famous. Oh, is that so? And uh, from where does your fame derive? Uh, I'm an actor, uh, kind of a big actor. Would I have seen you in anything? Host, I really don't want to get into that. Are you Will Smith? What? No. I love Will Smith. I'm not Will Smith, but you have seen my movies. Are you Kevin James? No. Well, were you some kind of extra on the set of Hitch? Were you the mean boyfriend? I wasn't in Hitch. Uh, well then, I'm sure I've never seen you in anything. Are you telling me you've only ever seen Hitch? I don't watch much film. I find that my adventures on the emotional and spiritual planes of these sound waves provide all the entertainment I could ever- Wow, okay, well, fine, but uh, your listeners might know who I am. I doubt it. They know who I am, okay? Can we just get on with it? But of course. You called for a reason, dear- caller, and, well, famous or not, I'm here to help you with it. I'm honored to receive anyone's call, and tonight that's you. But we do want to keep the line open for Becky, so let's dive right in. Yeah, uh, well, my agent told me to call. She loves your show. 
And I've got to hand it to you, for such a cheap production budget, you really pull something together. Caller, your backhanded compliments are not welcome here. We are proud of the work we produce. And you should be. It's adorable. I mean, look at you. You're not even in the studio, and you're taking calls. The sound is awful, but you're pushing through. It's so impressive. We're out of the studio to find Becky, not for budget reasons. Did you have a reason for calling, or did you just... Right. Uh, okay. Well, you see, I'm really famous. As you've mentioned. Right. Like, really famous, and super rich, and, like, stupid hot. Stupid, you say? Stupid hot. I'm not stupid. Are you getting to the problem anytime soon? Well, this kind of whole package perfection does not come cheap, host. Or naturally. Are you saying you've had work done? There's no shame in altering your appearance if it makes you happy, caller. Especially since it sounds like it's important for your career. I didn't have surgery, or Botox, or anything. It's not what I meant. Then what? I made a deal. A deal? A deal with the devil. Well, you are in a predicament. The devil himself? Well, I don't think he's the devil, but he's one of them. When did you make this deal, caller? Years ago, back at the beginning of my career. And what were the terms? Well, that's the thing. He wanted... He wanted... He wanted my first... Your first child? My first Oscar. I'm sorry, are you saying that you voiced the beloved Sesame Street character Oscar the Grouch and he wants your puppet? What? No, my first Oscar. The award... What kind of award is it? An Oscar? Academy Award? Little gold statue? Are you seriously telling me you've never heard of- My good Grouch, can we please speed this up? I don't have time to learn about every industry award you come across in your line of work. Well, they're actually really well known. Like you so apparently are? Fine, it's a little golden statue. And the devil wants it? Yes, he wants it for himself. And well, I don't want to tell you the details, but I will probably get one in the next few years. I'm sorry, caller, but how can you possibly know that? It's the role I just got cast in. I've still got to shoot it, but the year it comes out, it will definitely be an Oscar-winning turn. Pardon me for saying so, but can you really be sure? I'm sure you're very talented. It's just... (laughs) That's not what I mean. The Oscars have nothing to do with talent. It's the type of movie with the right studio, and they spend the right amount of money on the marketing campaign to get you the votes. Well, this studio told me they're going to do it, so they've got to plan ahead, and I'm for sure going to get it. And this brimstone jerk wants to take it from me. Well, uh, setting aside this unnerving tidbit about these awards, why does this deal-making devil want it, anyway? Damned if I know. He says he's collecting them and that I wouldn't understand. Could you produce a fake golden statuette? No. He'll know. I know he'll know. All right. Well, caller, let's review the facts. Your life, by your own description, is utterly perfect. This golden statuette, by your own description, is no reflection whatsoever on talent. Why do you need it so badly in the first place? Well, it's shiny and... I don't know. It's an Oscar. Listen, caller, we can't base our happiness on accolades or praise. These are ephemeral, even at their best. They should not be the root of our feelings of success. 
Even if this demon takes your Oscar, you'll still have your creative career, your brains, your good looks, presumably your perfect partner. Yeah, she is pretty perfect. And your wealth. So even if Brimstone takes your award, won't you still have all that? Won't you still have everything you've ever wanted? Except an Oscar on my shelf. What I'm noticing, Caller, is that in all this, even with all this happiness, you've still found a way to be unhappy. That's your real problem, my friend, and one that will take some deep introspection to adjust. I suppose I am obsessing about this a little. You lucked out. I've heard of satanic deals going a lot more sour than this. And trust me, litigation doesn't work, so there's not much you can do about it anyway. Ugh. Just wish there was some no, way. No more, caller. I'm taking a dear friend's purse to the police. Well, dear listeners, let that be a lesson for us all. Don't let your heart grow fixated on awards and trophies. No matter how grand or prestigious, they can't make you truly happy. And the tides of public approval can turn on a whim. And also, if you really want to make a deal with the devil, make it with that devil specifically. He's giving out great deals. Excuse me, we need some help. Hi, Don and Georgia. That's detectives Don and Georgia. What? How would you like it if I just called you Evan? Well, that's okay. That's my name. Oh, so I guess you're not a desert ranger then. I'm not? Of course you are. Don't listen to her, Evan. You don't have to be correct with us. I'm too old and, well, I've lost too much to be overly concerned with formalities. So what brings you and... In at this hour. Who's Ahem. Ahem. What? You're not You're the host. Oh, yeah. I forget sometimes. We have a lead on Becky, the girl who went missing from the farm and fleet. <laughs> you still think it was aliens? <laughs> no, but good to know you listened to my show, Georgia. That's Detective Georgia. Just show us what you got, host. We found this bag, which belongs to Becky, at the spot where Evan recorded this. Hmm, sounds like a badger. No, I mean, Evan, can you enhance it? Um... Yeah, that still sounds like a badger. Evan. I don't know. It was so much easier with Devin here. Uh, well, trust me, that's not a badger. It's a woman screaming. It's Becky screaming. She needs help. There's no way I'm going hunting around in the middle of the night for some goddamn badger. No, the host is right. It's a girl, I think. Don? It sure does sound like a badger. Please. How long ago did you record this? Uh, a couple of hours. Yeah, well, even if it is, Becky, and I'm not saying it is, we're probably too late. Either the kidnappers have taken her far away from here, or she's dead. There might still be time. Doubtful. Come on, Detective Georgia. We're not doing anything else. We'll look for her. Okay, host? Thank you. No way! You're gonna listen to this, Crank? And you can do some dog catching while we're at it. You mean that? Okay, deal. Dog catching? Gets my passion. 
Police work just pays the bills. <gasps> Thank you both. Least we can do. I think we better start by trolling the lake. That's where they found several of my dead wives. Okay, where do we look next? But we already told the police about it. Can't we just go home? No, we can't, Evan. We're going to look everywhere, block by block, acre by acre. But what about Devin? What about him? He's still at the studio. He'll be fine. No, I said I'd come back. I can't abandon him. He's my brother. It's not abandoning him. It's just going to be a few hours. But he's all alone. Like I'm all alone. Without Veronica. You know what? Fine. Just get in the truck. Please see this is Becky. Hello? This is host? Not Becky. Normally I'm referred to as the host, but never mind that. Go on, caller. How may I assist you? So yeah, I'm trying to contact the dead using this computer program, uh, Dead to Me. Um, it brings the dead to the web. Have you heard of it? Have you used it yourself, maybe? I'm familiar. From what I've heard, people tend to have limited success with this type of occult software. Uh, what's your trouble, caller? Have you conjured someone with a similar name, but not the being you're attempting to reach? A common issue in tech-related metaphysical summonings. Uh, well, host, my screen has frozen. Nothing I do will unfreeze it. I've tried control alts and delete Control-Shift-Escape-Alt-Tab. Even the power button isn't doing anything. Hmm. Dear caller, this sounds like more of an IT issue than the sort of thing we normally deal with on our program. Perhaps you should contact your local Dweeb Brigade help desk. Please, host. You must know something I can do. I was so close to reaching my sweet grandma Lulu. I know it. I've only heard your show a couple of times, but I do know that this is your specialty. Well, my expertise lies more in the realm of things that exist but cannot be seen, like emotion, relationships, that sort of thing. My tech has always been handled by Dana, uh, my producer who um, uh, isn't with the show anymore. Okay, um, the only thing that I would even think of suggesting would be unplugging your computer and plugging it back in, letting it restart. But I'm sure you've already tried that or you wouldn't be calling for help. Um, of course I have. I, uh, okay, no, I didn't think of that, no. Aha! No, I'll bet that's the solution to your problem. Give that a try, and if it doesn't work, well, please don't call here again. Try one of those polo shirt-wearing geeky van dweebs instead. Not the ones with the mustaches and the glasses, though. Those are pedophiles. Uh, I'll try restarting right now. Although, maybe they do know computers. Who can tell? Thank you, host. You're a genius. Hey, that went well. How do you figure? You helped that lady. 
I mean, I'm always glad to help someone cross the bridge to the dead, or the undead for that matter, but that was a computer problem. That's not what I do. Listeners, for the sake of all that is holy and unholy, please don't call with computer problems, unless, of course, you are in love with the computer or it with you. I still thought it was nice. Aren't you going to come inside? No, I'm just going to get in my car and keep looking. You're not going to say goodbye to Devin? (sighs) Becky's in danger. I don't have time for this. Yeah, but Devin really likes you. I know, Evan. And don't you think he's cool? Not really, no. Oh. He catches me with my guard down sometimes, but that's it. Okay. I, uh, I'll just tell him you said bye, though. Listeners, I don't really know what to do. All I know is that I can't do nothing. Becky's become... No, I won't say obsession. It's just that... As you know, people die on my program all the time, but they're on the other end of the phone call in some distant location. I can rarely do anything about it, but this time I might be able to save Becky. I really need her to call me. I'm just going to drive. Maybe up to the bluffs. That seems like a good idea. You can see a lot from up there. Fabian? Upside down? In the car? Oh. Hi, Lena. Everything all right? Hardly. I heard the sirens, saw the flashing lights, I even saw a cop approach my car. I screamed for him, pounded the window with my good arm. But he just stared right through me. Then he got on his radio and said, there's nothing out here. Are you sure? You know... Caller. I told you it's Lena. Right, Lena. Do you ever have one of those days where you're just scattered, not really yourself? Like you're driving in the wrong lane down the highway, feeling like you're getting away with something, but still expecting the inevitable crash? Um, are you for real? I am for real. Anyway, that's what I'm going through, and maybe you are too. It's important to remember that sometimes trauma can have an effect on the psyche. It's possible that you merely thought help had arrived. No, I saw him. He just didn't see me. That is strange. Where were you driving from, may I ask? California, the Bay Area. My sister and I planned this camping trip in the National Park, hoping to bond and repair our relationship and get past our betrayals. It's all very Shakespearean and boring. And what did you do before you started driving? Well, I took a Xanax, washed it down with a glass of Riesling, took the dogs to the kennel, and now here I am. I see. Well, 
It is in my mission statement to not judge others for their actions. I had a sponsor who used to say that. And we must move forward with what we have. Lena, are you able to move at all? Can you unbuckle yourself? I think so. Brace yourself with your good arm before you unbuckle. Know that you are going to fall, but at least you'll be prepared. Then release the seatbelt and open the door. Oh. I got it. It's open. Excellent, Lena. Now go, get up to the main road, and flag down help. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, it sounds like our caller got a bit of a wake-up call. This is a good time to remind you, buzzed driving is drunk driving. I will say, though, it's serendipitous that the OnStar line crossed with mine when it did. Certainly Dana would have rerouted the call, and that poor woman would still be hanging upside down. Okay, here we are. The bluffs are a great lookout point. You can see the whole town and a lot of the surrounding area. Everything is quiet tonight, though. There's hardly a light anywhere in town, and the stars are incredible. Oh, but it looks like I'm not alone up here. There's another car, a light blue Mustang. Looks like a model from the 80s. Inside, there's... Uh, well... I can't quite tell what I'm looking at. The windows are all fogged up. And, oh, oh. Oh, I see what's happening here, listeners. Oh, no, and now they've seen me seeing them. They're going to think I'm a pervert, or... Wait, no, I'm not the pervert. I'm not the one forming a passionate bond of intimacy in a public... Oh, it uh, looks like they're leaving now. I'm pleased to say the couple looks properly sheepish, and the woman is putting her top back on. The man has a kind of wild look in his eye, and... Oh, a hook for a hand. Well, isn't that nice? The shoe is on the other foot for once. (laughs) Never give up on love, listeners. Let this be Becky. Hello, you've reached the host? Judy? Hi. My oxygen tank is working fine now. Uh, I think you may have the wrong number. This is the number Judy gave me. Ah, I see. It wouldn't be the first time someone gave out my number as a polite, if deceptive, way of avoiding unwanted continued social interactions. Foisting the responsibility on me to tell you she's just not that into you. Judy is my daughter. Oh. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Perhaps you misread the number? Do any of the ones look like sevens or vice versa? No. Now, I read it back to her, and she said, this is it. I do apologize. Um, I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> Are you or Judy experiencing any relationship or supernatural phenomena I can offer advice on? Supernatural what now? And why would my daughter give me a wrong number? Now, let me try it again. <sighs> I'm going to try Jason. This is 
is Jason. Uh, you know what to do. What do I do now, listeners? Hmm, I can see a lot from up here. I see big green, barely, in the distance. I see the police station. I see the stretch of road where we found Becky's bag. Oh, I see the abandoned grain silo. Trains used to run through here before they rerouted the whole stretch. I think they turned it into a movie ranch briefly in Old West Town or something like that. I see the lake. School. The bar where if a woman goes inside, she immediately gets a reputation. Still in the year of Our Lady 2019. Oh, I can even see my double wide. Hello, you've reached the host. Host, before you say anything... Nope. We're not doing any more of that tonight. Devin, I'm not going to... Nope. Me again. Lena. Lena Fabian. So, crazy story. I got out of the car and ran up to the road, except there was no road. Not where it should have been anyway. And I know it should have been there because that cactus, that freaky-ass cactus, was there. But the road was gone. That's strange. Mm-hmm. But I just kept walking, going forward instead of back, and I walked and I walked, heading south the whole time, never turning once. You want to know what I found? I have a feeling I already know. It was my car. Crashed. Upside down. Becky, I think... What did you call me? I'm sorry. Lena Fabian. I'm going through some heavy shit over here. I don't know if I'm dead or part of some government experiment or just lost and delusional. Did I mention my arm isn't broken anymore? Yeah, maybe if I'd led with that, you'd be paying better attention. I know, I know. I'm listening. I promise. In fact, I think I know what's happening. Well, what is it then? I think you're in a Bermuda Triangle. But I'm not in Bermuda. Right. But what most people don't understand is that there are hundreds, maybe thousands of triangles all over the world. Spaces where, once you enter into, you can never leave. That can't be right. I've driven this stretch of road before. Well, the triangles, they choose who enters. They choose when they appear. In a way, they're always moving, always following us, just picking the perfect moment to activate. This timing couldn't be any worse. I need a drink, and you need to call my sister for me. I'm sorry, I told you. I'm waiting on a call. In fact, I should be going. No, you are in this with me now. Do you understand? If I'm in this triangle thing, then so are you. Besides, I'm just lost. But Lena, your arm, you said it's healed. These sorts of spaces freeze the body in time. You must have already been in your triangle when you crashed. So on the bright side, you have two good arms for... For eternity. Don't remind me. Lena, I refuse to accept this fate for you. Let's exhaust all the options. Fine. Use your body to rock your car. Really throw it down that ravine. What? No, I'm wearing Chanel. Just do what I say, okay? Wow. Quite the tood. All right, here goes nothing. Lena, are you there? Oh, yeah. I'm here. And guess what? What? I'm right back where I started. You're sure? Yep. Freaky-ass cactus and everything. 
That's okay. Uh, I can fix this. If not a destruction, then a submersion. Are you near a water source? I have a bottle of Voss in the car. Pour it over you, Lena. Get your head good and wet. That will ruin my extensions. Do it! I'm still here. No. No, 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 that's not right. Destruct, submerge, and... uh, What else? What's the third? I I know how to get you out, I promise. Host, just stop. Electricity! Yes. Uh, You might need to pop your hood, fiddle with the motor and some wires, and then shock yourself. Really go for it. Host! I said enough. If I'm stuck, then I'm stuck. But that's not good enough. I never used to settle for being stuck. And now I can't remember the last time I really helped someone. It's this Becky case. I can't get out of it. I, too, am wandering, aimless but on a loop. Trapped. Did you really just make this about yourself? Lena, I did. Great. My one contact to the outside world is a total narcissist. Of course this would happen to me. Maybe you can take this time to reflect. These triangles aren't random, you know? They, they typically appear when there are changes to be made. Ugh, spare me. Well, listeners, it sounds like Lena Fabian has a long road ahead of her. I... Becky, finally! Still waiting on this Becky. Sounds like I'm not the only one who needs to make some changes. I tried the electrocution thing. Nothing. You'll be hearing from me. I think I'm grasping at straws now, listeners, but I see light at the abandoned grain silo. Headlights. It's probably just teenagers sneaking somewhere to drink beer, but it's so quiet, so dead everywhere. It can't be nothing. I'm going to go down there. Turning this off for now. I'm back, listeners. Down near the grain silo. I don't see anybody. It's dark now. Whoa, there's a lot more here than I expected. I couldn't see it in the dark. There are trailers, a bunch of parked cars, old ones, a Boeing 737 that's missing a wing, and then, of course, the Old West Town. It's like some kind of high-end junkyard. Oh, I see someone by the gate. Excuse me, sir? He looks distressed. Excuse me, sir! They have no right. It's simply infuriating. Sorry to bother you, but... Who are you? I mean you no harm, sir. I'm... Did they send you? I don't even know who they are. What are you doing here? Actually, I'm looking for a young woman. She's about yay high, is excellent at bagging groceries, and answers to the name Becky? Mm Mm-mm. Don't sound familiar. Well, it was nice chatting with... Oh, uh, your leg. You noticed? It's hard not to. It's, well, it's wooden. Oh, shuckers. They said it looked natural. If you're a pirate... This is just what I need. In the midst of all this drama, to be self-conscious about my peg. Oh, my God, he just found his light, and he is translucent. Sir, what's your name? Charles. Charles, are you a ghost? Why are you asking so many questions? Necessity. For your information, I'm a beer-guzzling, beef-eating man. Denial. Mm, Fine, I'm a ghost. Now, if you don't mind, I was deciding how to smoke my enemies. Enemies? 
cowboys, the racers, and the pilots. I have to ask. Sweet gypsies, it's another one. Bonjour, name's Francis, but everyone here calls me Franny. How are you doing this evening, baby? Concerned. And you? Oh, I am dead tired. <sighs> Listeners, I think I'm going to make my exit. Two ghosts are never better than one. Charles is talking about the gangs of Greendale. Gangs? Of ghosts? Here? There are three distinct cliques on the Greendale campus. I see. The racers burn rubber. You don't want to get too close to them. Why? They smell like gasoline. They think they're so tough. You know, I'd like to see them fight a mountain lion. You never fought a mountain lion. Pfft, how'd you know? The pilots, mine's as lofty as their name, you ask me, they've got it made. I'd rather be an airhead. Ignorance is bliss, I've heard. We are cowboys, usually covered in dust, always accessorized with a lasso and a prop pistol. And how did you end up here? It's a retirement community of sorts. Retirement for ghosts? We, oui. The racers and the pilots retire after vehicle crashes. Most cowboys retire after runaway trains, stampedes of cattle, and other Wild West complications. Do you know how many mine shafts I went down? There was only the one. We, oui, and it was one too many. I'm still confused how you ended up here with the drivers and pilots. We all had the same job. We're all in the movie biz. You're stuntmen. We prefer stunt people. And now you fight. Why? It is a tough war. The others are young. The new generation of stunts. Different principles, you know. Fine print, safety precautions. No one wants to die for their art anymore. And what happened to you? Cirrus Samuels. <clears throat> Deliberately replaced a stump bullet with a real one at the Sunset Showdown. And mine was that mineshaft. Oh, would you look at the time? I'm off. Wait, do you have any ideas for us? We are trying to take our land back. Oh, friend, that reminds me. Look at what I got. Now, Charles, why are you flashing around your prop pistol? How's that going to help us with the racers and the airheads? If you don't know anything about Becky, the missing and probably kidnapped girl, then I really should be going. But it ain't a prop pistol, see? Holy hell! Be careful with that! Where did you get that, Charles? <laughs> Snuck it off that young feller. Ooh, where is he? Is he cute? That one who's dragging that tied-up girl. Say, somebody recently was looking for a girl. That was me, you numbskull. Hey, now you're talking like a pilot. Are you a secret pilot? No, but I need to know where he took that girl. Up into the grain silo. Jeez, you don't need to be rude about it. Charles, you are a hero. Oh, am I? Of course. He was going to shoot that girl until you took his gun away. <laughs> he sure was mad when he found it missing. Took off in his car to get something else, I think. Left that girl up in the grain silo all tied up. Hey! Where are you going? Thank you. You've been a big help.
My knitting for cardio class did not prepare me for this. Becky. Becky! Oh, it's locked or something. Or maybe it's just stuck. Oh, Becky. Oh, my God, Becky. Oh, my God, you're hurt. Uh, here, let me untie you. He said he's coming back. I know. We're getting out of here. Can you walk? Uh, uh, that's okay. Here, uh, lean on me. Let's go. We have to hurry. We're going. Who is he? Who did this? Jason. Jason, your boyfriend? Well, not exactly. I mean, I know. I assume not anymore. Here, watch your head. Let's get the hell out of here. I can't thank you enough. And you never need to. Who are you, anyway? Um... Hello? I... Ah, uh, shit. I mean, the host. Hi, Don. Hey, I We found Becky. What? Yep. Drug her out of the lake. I don't understand. She had been down there a little while, but we're sure it's her. She's been strangled. So sorry. Now, what were you going to say? Uh, that I... I found Becky. of The Host was led by Michelle Myers. It was written by Amy Carver, Katie Markovich, Heather Rose Walters, Michelle Maywes, Rachel Ewing, April Brassard, and Michelle Myers. It was performed by Mitch Carver, Katie Markovich, Tony Werner, Jordan Morris, Lizzie Gordon, Amy Carver, Michael Farrow, Sanjay Nambiar, Victoria Reynoso, Miranda Wynn, and Sarah Kenny. It was produced and edited by Amy Carver. Music is by Steve Metz, created by Amy Carver. Thanks for listening. Until next time, good night.